0: Welcome back to the Tenth Inning Podcast here on Rural Radio eighty nine point seven WGLS FM. Great to have you guys with us again. We are back from our little winter break. caraguno alongside Jack Miller. We've got some two guests in the house. Thank you guys so much for joining us, Justin Locke and Riley Adams. I mean, you guys' first appearance on our podcast. How are you feeling? I know you guys are big baseball fans, so I mean, obviously we are too. You guys excited to be with us today?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, stay with me. Very excited.
2: Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. So we got things from the Correa signing to the Greg Soto, uh, Gregory Soto trade with the Phillies of future free agents like Otani, and then we'll talk about some little baseball classic stuff. Um, well, I first want to start with Carlos Correa. I mean, that whole situation, <laughs> it happened during great, <laughs> pretty chaotic. Oh, I mean, yeah. From the Giants to the Mets, that's when I kind of screamed in my head when he signed with the Mets.
0: Guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then he went back to the Twins with more money, with less years, so yeah. it's pretty chaotic. Um, first start with you, Jess, I mean, what when he first signed with, the, I would say, San Francisco, and yeah. then and then the physical stuff came out of, they didn't like his physicals. Did you think, like, what did you think of that whole situation? Did you think he was gonna stay with San Fran, or did you think he was gonna move to somewhere like the Mets, or what'd you, what was your first thoughts about it?
3: So originally, I thought that once San Francisco threw him the thirteen uh, year three hundred fifty million, I was like, okay, that's big money. And then the physical comes out, and they're kind of questioning. And I'm like, this is bad. I mean, h- how do you throw out a contract if you don't have a f- like the physical yet? But I just think once that all happened, they're like, oh, we don't know if we're going to take him now. I didn't think he was going to go to the Mets. I thought, twin. I was well, obviously now he's back to the Twins, but I thought Twins or San Fran to be the team, and he signed for the Mets for. Not even a week, I think. So,
2: it's a good point. He said that um, they they threw contracts at him. Yeah, with not knowing what his physical was. They did physicals after the contract. Yeah, that's not good. So, I, I mean, I think, I think they should. They have like some physical policy. (laughs) I mean, like just to like. Make sure that every player is like in some sort of good shape. I mean, I don't know what the physicals were. I think rumors it's that his it's his knee or it's his leg or something like something lower body. Yeah, I think but, so. But I mean, Kara, do, don't you think like they should have some like physical? Policy? I, I think <laughs> like, you <laughs> have to
0: once the first deal doesn't go through and you're there's a little you know red light flashing. Okay, there's obviously an issue here. And then if you're the Mets, they just want to spend money, so they're like, all right, we yeah. want to let's get them. Yeah. let's get them. Let's, <laughs> let's join our squad, and you know already everything that the Mets they're the Mets and they want to spend money they're willing to spend money and they want to you know obviously get a ring and it hasn't been the case in the last you know couple of years and so they the Mets met every year yeah so (laughs) I think that they went out there and saying okay Correa is not with the Giants anymore let's it's our turn to jump on it but they didn't even think about the physical obviously there was a reason why I wasn't with the Giants anymore and then after like you said Justin not even a week a week or so with the Mets and then Twins the team that Carlos Correa didn't even want to play for in the first place Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. He's only signed a one-year deal anyway. So, And then he goes back to them. I think that's just a huge red flag at it just puts a warning sign on Correa in the future as well because he's not staying with teams. Obviously, there's something wrong, and I think opening day—if is there, they're playing his injury down, or is he just didn't want to be on these teams, and they're saying it was an defending physical and nothing happened. I think there's a lot of layers to it. But I mean, Riley, what do you think? I know I, are you, you're a Phillies, Phillies girl. What about you, Justin? What's your team? I'm Phillies. Yeah. Oh come on! I'm, I'm the only I'm the only <laughs> Yankees fan here. Okay, all right.
1: But I mean, Riley, what, what were your thoughts? Was he did he fit on the Mets? Fit the Giants? Does he fit on the Twins? What are you thinking? So when I heard about the Giants deal, I was actually sleeping, and I woke up <laughs> and I saw it on my phone. And when I saw the amount of money and the amount of years, I was like, I cannot believe they're offering him that much money, especially because of his injury pass. Like, yeah. I know he didn't play much in the 2022 season, so to offer somebody that much money after they missed so many games. And I also think it was, like, a no-trade clause and no-player option mm-hmm. or something. And a lot of people thought, like, I went on Twitter, and a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe, like, It wasn't a physical problem. Maybe he just didn't want to commit to that team because when you sign a contract like that, you're ultimately, that's probably going to be the last team you play for. Right. Yeah, especially that big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I saw that he was going to the Mets, honestly, I was kind of confused because I know that they have Francisco Lindor already. So then I was like, why do they need another shortstop? Then I saw that he was probably going to play third. Right. So I was like, are you willing to play for a different team and a different position? Also, like, how good would he have been at third? Because he's played shortstop for so long. And then when I saw that he went back to the Twins, I was like, that's insane. Because <laughs> yeah. he kind of made it seem like he didn't want to play for them. You declined yeah. the uh, player option. Like, you wanted to move on. And then when he did sign with the Mets or was in negotiation or whatever, he was posting all these pictures of, of his kids, like, wearing I, heart, and <laughs> clothes. <laughs> like, he was so dedicated And then I was also thinking, like, you were just all about the Giants, and now you're all about (laughs) New York, and now you're posting about your signing with the Twins. And I just – I don't understand. It's just – it's crazy to me.
2: It is crazy. I mean, just – I think the biggest, I would say, like, layer to all this is that I think – I would say not just Correa, but I feel like a lot of players don't really – um, I wouldn't say not care, but, like, they care more about the money first than the actual team that they play for because, to me, I thought Correa would be on a team that would want to win because he was on the Ashes yeah. for so long, especially since he won a ring with Houston and whatnot. But, I mean, he bounced from three teams with a span of, like, a month, maybe less, yeah. like, yep. so. <laughs> and now he's getting more money than he was from all three of these teams. So, um, so I just think it's kind of a weird... I think he just cares more about the money first because and instead of winning, I feel like I've, to me though, like if I'm a baseball player, I'd want to win and also get money, but mm-hmm. not lose and get money. Like yeah. I'm trying to yep. ma- like make my legacy last because I feel like rings make you a better player in a sense. So um, I just think that Correa is just trying to chase the bag. And I mean, yeah, literally. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, so now he's back with the, the Minnesota twins and, I th- I mean, do we think he's staying there for the rest of his career? Do you think he's no. going to pop somewhere else? I mean, it might just be wherever the money goes. So. I, think, I think it's this yeah. point. He has his ring.
0: Yeah, true. And obviously the Astros can w- win without him. Jeremy Pena just excelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he's not needed there anymore. I don't know. Like you said, Riley, where would he fit on the Mets? Where is he going to fit? A lot of these teams have these high-profile shortstops. Yeah. And then where does he go? So I think if – because I don't see the Twins winning anytime soon. I don't see no, the Twins no. really going the anywhere. The thing
2: with the Twins is they have Byron Buxton, which is holding them back because of his injuries, And but they're still trying to build around him. That's what's, that's what's killing them because if you keep trying to surround a guy that's keep getting injured with his leg or, or anything – I mean, leg, leg injuries or any part of your leg, like, even if it's your foot, take a decent time to heal and stuff like that. So it's – if you keep surrounding a guy that's not on the field – What's the point? There's no point. It's just a waste of time, and as Kara said, I don't see them winning anytime soon. What do you think, Justin?
3: Yeah, I, I don't – do you know how many wins the Twins had last year? <sighs> I mean,
2: not. they didn't make the playoffs. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean so – They like, did worse than the White Sox, so I know they're yeah. below 500.
3: I just think Korea. I mean, of course, you see $350 million. I think anybody would bite on that. I think 70. it's it's, it's just a lot. And was it 370?
0: 78 wins, I think. Last oh, 78 oh, year. wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I, I don't even know. When was the last time the Twins were even in the World Series? I oh, I, I mean, couldn't recall yeah, that either. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, like, like the San Francisco Giants, I mean, they were a decent team this past year. But I don't think, like, they're going to go out there and win. Like, let's say they got Correa. I don't think they would have won out and won the World Series or anything. I think they could have contended maybe a good top four team in the, in the NL. But you still have teams like the Phillies, the Braves, the Dodgers, I mean, the Dodgers are always in talks about they're going to win, and then they finally won a couple of years ago. But, yeah, it's uh, a lot of money. I think over $800 million he was offered in this offseason in 28 days, I think. So, it's kind of crazy was, to think about. kind of
1: insane. It,
2: it was pretty wild. I, uh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, so last time the Twins were in the World Series was – in 1991, oh, wow. and they beat the Atlanta Braves. So wow. they haven't been there in a long time. That was their last appearance in the World Series. So, so 31 they been, years. Yeah. <laughs> and so and the World Series MVP was Jack Morris. So that was a very long time ago. Yep. So yep. yeah, uh, they need they definitely need to see that spotlight again. But I don't see them reaching that within. The next 10 years unless their farm system goes crazy but like, no, I, I don't think so i don't see i don't see anything coming out of this twin system right now i don't
0: opinion. think so either jack i mean they got christian vasquez obviously from the astros and then to bring Carrier in, and then you i mean you have joey gallo on a one-year deal i don't know really how much joey gallo is gonna do know. for you but then i think sanchez gary sanchez he's gonna walk probably i don't think he's gonna return so like you said, they have Bucks, and like, what are they doing right now? Are they in rebuilding mode? Or are they in, you know, let's piece together these free agent mode and see what happens? And all of a sudden they get Correa back, but he's going to be there for six years. So mm-hmm. he's not in there for like a year, a one year deal because Gallo is on a one year deal and Vasquez on a three year deal from off season so far. Uh, it just seems like a big question mark in his career. Like you said, I think he's just going after the money mm-hmm. and seeing where it takes him because he already got his ring, well, obviously. Yeah think you want to win more rings but uh, you never know with him I think he's just going after that bag it's just very for him I think it's being healthy and seeing if he can perform at that level I mean the twins they got the you know with the trade with the Yankees they got Archella and Sanchez and all that but it didn't really work out in their, either of the team's favor both of the teams kind of didn't benefit from that trade at all so it's going to be very interesting that's somebody who we want to keep our eye on at the beginning of the season so and we talked about it. it's you know more days we're excited for opening day oh
2: yeah <laughs> 70 yep. days to opening day. <laughs> so, <sorry>. so <laughs> we got just over two months but i'm excited for it so but speaking of money uh we'll talk and eyeing uh players uh will eye on the next year free agents uh and the biggest one i would think is shohei otani uh he's on a one year 30 million dollar deal uh today with the los angeles angels and Apparently, he's projected to be the first player with a $500 million contract in the MLB. And the team that's projected to give him this money is the San Diego Padres. Um, What do you guys think about (laughs) this? Um, I think the Padres are starting to turn into the Mets. They're just starting to throw money everywhere. Like They're throwing money at a lot of people that they don't really need to throw money at. Like In my opinion, they didn't need to sign Bogarts. I mean, they have... They have too many middle infielders that they're now putting Tatis in right field. Like, yeah, right. So there's I I don't know. I mean, wh- who do you think uh, is a good? Where do you think a good landing spot for Otani is? And how important, I guess, is this year for the Angels to get into the playoffs? So Shohei Otani stays. We'll start with with you, Justin. <sighs>
3: Are you asking me, do I think they'll make the playoffs? Or you're saying, well, what like do they what, need to do?
2: Like, how important is this year for the Angels so Otani stays?
3: Well, extremely. I mean, Trout has been injured off and on the last couple of years. So, I mean, him being healthy, Otani being healthy would be a good step. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2014. So, coming up on nine years. And they didn't even win that. They only, I think they won the wild card game and that was it. So, they haven't really done too much. And, I mean, do I think Otani? will stay if they make the playoffs. I would assume so, but if they don't, like they haven't done for the last nine years, I mean, he could go to a contender. The Padres, of course, as you said, they've been throwing out money here left and right. Some guys, some top prospects didn't even go to San Diego even they got offered. So, I mean, he could go maybe to the Dodgers or something like that. It would be crazy, but, I <laughs> oh, mean, you never know. You never know. I feel like, don't. like they would throw out money. I mean, he's already Los Angeles, Angels, Anaheim, mm-hmm. and now going to mm-hmm. go. He could just. Crossways go to the Dodgers.
2: Yeah. The thing with Otani is I experienced this firsthand. I went to the game where the Mariners and Angels fight happened, right? It was mm-hmm. crazy. it's the craziest thing. It was my first <laughs> it was my first Angels game and my first time in LA and, and that and that huge fight happened. And but the thing is is um I was walking around uh, Los Angeles near my hotel with my dad. And we both we were it was right after the Angels game, and we both had our Angel shirts on. And my dad had a shirt that had Angels and Otani on the back. And this guy's just running towards towards us, like he's working out. He's running towards us, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, Otani," and then we're like, "Yeah, yeah, Otani." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, he's so good." And like Otani is like this staple of this Angels franchise right now. I mean, Mike Trout might be one of the greatest players to play baseball in our generation right now, but Otani is the main face of of Red LA. So, I mean, I think it's super important this year that the Angels make the playoffs. And, I mean, because if they don't, I don't think Otani might come back, and that's going to severely hurt the Angels franchise. What do you think?
1: So, I know they recently signed Tyler Anderson off season, and Damn. I am a Dodgers fan. <laughs> um, so, I think he did pretty good last season. Obviously, I don't think he was at, like, Kershaw level or anything, but I think um, the Angels getting him could definitely help their starting rotation. I don't think he could replace Otani next season or the season after at all, but I do think the Dodgers could be a good landing spot for him because Kershaw only signed a one-year deal. And he's getting older, so he might retire, for all we know. True. Um, I don't really think he would go to a different team. I think, if anything, he would probably just retire. But if the Dodgers were to land Otani, I think it'd be pretty (laughs) nice (laughs) in your
2: Mm -hmm. mind. So, I want to talk about the Dodgers for a quick second. We'll we'll take a quick sidestep. Of course. What is going on with the Dodgers? I feel like they didn't add anybody. They gave like, I would say, like, a few of their guys away, but didn't right, really do yeah. anything in the off season. Like, is this a rebuild year, or, like, is this just, like, a down year and they're going to try and come back next year with <sighs> some, like, big – some of these big free agents that are coming out? I mean – like, Kara, what do you think? Like, because I, I, I genuinely don't know. Like.
0: No, I think the Dodgers, like you said, Justin, they're always a team that no matter who they have, who they sign, they just always find a way in the playoffs. And Like, yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, the Padres beat them, and people, everybody was shocked. Obviously, the Padres just, like, got yeah. hot like the Phillies did. But the Dodgers, you know, are always going to be there. They always have these pieces. They work together. They have Syndergaard, J.D. Martinez. I mean, Martinez can either hit, like, 35 home runs or hit none. I think it's yeah. with him in between. And – they're, but they're all, like you said, Riley, they're on, like, one-year deal. So after this happens, what are they doing next? What's their, what's happening next in this Dodgers squad? So, and then, obviously, you know, Bellinger was on the downside, so he went, obviously, with the Cubs and stuff. So they don't have him anymore, you know. Obviously, what Bellinger was capable of doing it wouldn't work out for him in L.A. So I think the Dodgers are just... A team that just finds a way to make the playoffs every year. We know we, they won a championship, but that's obviously a recent year, so they still have that momentum. And I feel like it's like the Phillies; they have this they have this hunger for more. And like the mm-hmm. Phillies, you can expect them to get back there again next year. And it's, yeah. if they don't make it, okay, what what was the problem? What how can we fix this for them? I mean, they they just have a lot of eyes on them, and they're willing to spend a lot of money. So I think Otani, like you guys said, in LA would be like a really good fit. Obviously, with that pitching and hitting, it would be insane to their rotation. Mm-hmm. So. That's just a scary sight. I I think for the game of baseball, you would want Otani to go somewhere else besides L.A. But for, you know, Dodgers fans and people who just love those high, you know, stack teams, you you would love Otani there. But I want to see Otani be on the Angels so successful. I would just love that for him. Just Otani on the Angels, Mike Trout, getting to the playoffs. I think all of us would just love to see that because the two of them deserve it, and especially Mike Trout, yeah. who's been there for so long. a twelve-year like, deal, I think it was in twenty nineteen. So
2: yeah. it was, uh, f- I think it was $4.26. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> so like literally insane amount yeah.
0: of money. But like he's been a lot injury-ridden, and if Trout can stay healthy, Otani just does what he does. They need to bring in these pieces to help them, and they need to. It just can't be Mike Trout and Otani carrying the team right yeah. now. Like who else? Who so who else do they have in their rotation that's gonna be providing that that second spot in the rotation, third spot, because you can't have Otani carrying you offensively and defensively and starting yeah. pitching.
2: Well, I'm happy they got Anderson. I, right. I mean, at this point, I kind of wish they kept Syndergaard just for their sake. I mean, he's now with the Dodgers. He was with the Phillies yeah, and w- on that World Series run. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, for their sake, I kind of wish they kept him because he's he, we saw that he's good – um, for like the first three innings, and then he can come in as a bull, bullpen asset as well. So, um, kind of wish they got well, they kept him for their sake. But uh, now they but now they have Anderson. I mean that's good for them three year deal. And uh, um, I think yeah they need to just uh, make sure that they make the playoffs this year. But they have to also make sure that the uh, the way that this, it's going to happen is if the if everyone else besides Trout and Otani get involved in the offense because it's not been like that for the past, I would say, few years since they've been together. I mean, they just have to make sure. And they got a tough division. you got the Mariners now competing. you got the Astros who are going to keep competing. I mean, they're going to be competing for a few years now. And uh, they're just going to have to somehow pull through in a wild-card spot because I don't think they're going to win the division over especially a team like the Astros. But, I mean, who knows. But Otani will be representing... Uh, Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic. And um, it, I would say some of these lineups for the World Baseball Classic are, are pretty loaded, um, <laughs> and, and yep. especially um, teams like USA, uh, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic. Uh, for Team USA, their infield is looking like JT Romuto behind the dish. You got Paul Goldschmidt at first, Trey Turner at second, Tim Anderson at short, Arenado at third, Mookie, Mike Trout and Kyle Tucker manning the outfield. And I mean their hit their their pinch hitters are Pete Alonso, Cedric Mullins, Bobby Witt Jr., Will Smith, and Trevor Story, who is injured. You're now,
0: right, right.
2: So probably will change. I'm not sure to who, but um but they will eventually change. But Puerto Rico, they have uh Christian Vasquez, Jose uh, Marana, uh, Miranda, Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, Lindor. Eddie Rosario, George Springer, Enrique Hernandez, and Emmanuel Rivera. And then for the Dominican Republic, they have Gary Sanchez. I think this lineup is is the most loaded. This is is the scariest. Mm -hmm. You have Gary Sanchez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Starling Marte, Juan Soto, and Rafael Devers. (laughs) I think, I mean, in my opinion.
0: It's terrifying. It is terrifying.
2: (laughs) Um I mean, to me, it seems like these three powerhouses are going to man the entire thing. Japan, I think, can be a, a sneaky one that kind of pokes through with all their guys. Um, but I mean, these four. I mean, I mean, do we see anyone else sneaking through? I mean, I don't. I think these four are going to be in the final four, and then that's just what we're all going to be watching. I mean, I don't know who else sneaks through, but what do you guys think? Who's sneaking through, if anyone? <laughs> <laughs> what do you or what do you expect out of this? Baseball Classic. Who do you think's pulling through with the, with the
0: thing? I don't know. I think USA, They if they can pe- work together and like just gel, I think they're one, they can go far. Dominican, Pro- Dominican Republic is going to be the team that's going to just capture everybody's eyes and ears. And It's exciting to just have the World Baseball Classic back again. I think that's going to be a huge factor in it. But like you said, I think Japan is a team that always is. Th- Japan has great pitching. Great yeah. pitching. Always, always, always. So I think Japan's pitching is going to be insane to watch with the bats of the Dominican Republic and the Team USA just has these guys in the MLB who just dominate but I think DR is going to be really exciting I obviously want USA to win but it's going to be fun it's going to be really fun to watch and then preparing that because I think they were pitchers and catchers were reporting a couple weeks or a week or two I think or two weeks maybe and then Everybody else kind of follows through with that one, but already it's gonna—it's exciting. It's gonna come up quickly, so that's obviously gonna be stuff that we can cover here in the podcast. But I don't know about like—I'm pretty just excited to watch the World Baseball Classic yeah. again, and <laughs> just—I don't know what, what about you guys? I—I think in DR and US, and yeah. yeah,
1: that's Excellent what that's I I'm thinking. Like
2: final two, but like, I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, there, there. I mean, you can't just say like these guys are just gonna walk in because that usually doesn't happen. Like sometimes, like. Even for this NFL season, I'm like, okay, you're gonna expect these two teams to dominate. Like, what do you expect? And then sometimes it does happen. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, we all expected the Chiefs like to beat the Colts in the NFL season, right? Like, yeah. So, like, and it didn't. So, um, so I don't. There's probably gonna be some team that sneaks in, but at this point, we don't know. Cause just because of these loaded teams. I mean, Riley, what team scares you the most? I mean, you have had a reaction for DR, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm assuming DR is the team that scares um, you the most.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be the team that puts Team USA on notice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Team USA is stacked. Then again, they lost Harper. Yeah, they did. Which I guess players on both DR and USA, um, they have players who have had their moments where they're the greatest, Mm -hmm. unstoppable, hitting home runs, doing the whole thing, and then they have their moments when they might be like 0 for 5. So I think it will really depend where their mind's at and – I guess, kind of how bad they want it. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Justin, what do you think?
1: Yeah,
3: my prediction, I had U.S. Uh, beat beaten Dominican Republic, but looking at these roster, looking at these lineups, yeah, it's just scary. I mean, I, I still think U.S. will get to the final. I, I don't yeah. – unless – I mean, unless they play before that, like, let's say. But I just think – like, Puerto Rico, of course, is top three I mean, Japan – Maybe, maybe even like Cuba. I mean, you don't yeah. you don't, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. You really don't know. Like, yeah. anything can happen. I mean, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's like the Olympics with you never know what team's going to win the Olympics in a certain sport, but you really don't. I mean, right now, Japan has won two of the four uh, World Baseball Classics. The U.S. has won one. I like, think 2017, they won. So, you don't know. I mean, U.S. can somehow stick together, do what they got to do, mesh together. They can win, but... That lineup is crazy for Dominican Republic. There's just <laughs> no way around it.
2: Yeah, I mean the I, what's scary. Like I think it's just cool that we for baseball. I mean it's been around for 100, like a hundred years now, over hundred years now. And but it's just great that there's so much uh, diversity within um, with like where people are coming from different countries just to play in the major leagues. I mean you have not just people from USA, you have people from Puerto Rico, uh, you have people across the Pacific from Japan, you have people from Cuba, uh, Dominican Republic, all of them. So I think it's great, Kara. that, I mean, we, it's just so diverse and like that it's, It's not just going to be a clean sweep for Team USA. Like, they have competition within this World Baseball Classic.
0: I think so, too. Because when you look at other sports, you know, obviously USA dominates in other aspects, different sports like that. If you're looking at, obviously, basketball is the one that comes to my mind. Even soccer on the women's side, that's really competitive. Usually, USA always dominates that. For the men's, it's obviously more competitive with that. But when you look at baseball, because there's so many different players in MLB who come from all over the world, even guys from Israel, you have coming, Mexico, all these guys playing in Japan and, and everywhere... And South Korea, you have all these talent that comes. It's a huge talent pool that comes in. And then they come represent their team in, in the World Baseball Classic. And you just look at the starting line. And a lot of these guys, I think, are young. They're so young, too. We haven't even seen them develop to their full potential in the MLB. And then they go play for their team. I think the thing, the difference is, like, USA, like all these guys have been in the MLB for longer. I would say and in, in the DR, for example, obviously, with Rodriguez and even Vladdy and Juan Soto are still-ish. And... I mean, Jeremy Pena, rookie, so you have a mix of them. And then you have a lot of the older, more experienced guys on team, as say, like Trout, like J. C. Goldschmidt. So you have all their experience, but then you have somebody like Bobby Witt Jr. It's really exciting. You're going to see coming up on the bench, how he plays a role in that too. So I think it's a mix of experience. And, guys, it's gonna it's going to be really fun, I think, to watch. And great for the game of baseball to have that back again, just something to watch during the off season, so we were not just hungry for baseball and don't get any taste of it for a long time. And then it comes back. So I think it's, I'm just excited for uh, all the way through.
2: So the standouts for the 2017 World Baseball Classic was uh, Machado, Adam Jones, and Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, Stanton. Who do we think <laughs> is are going to be our standouts? I mean, it's a bunch of great players, right? I mean. But who do we think is like is going to stand out within this World Baseball Classic and just cause problems? Not just just teams itself, just players by themselves will just cause a huge impact within these games. I mean. To me, I think if Trout is is healthy, I healthy. think I think he can be a guy that can cause problems for uh, Dr. and Puerto Rico. So, um, I mean, I don't know who you guys are thinking about for who's coming up to the tear, but I'd, I'd like to hear. So,
3: <laughs> I, got, I got Soto. I think Soto. Juan Soto. Yeah. I mean, one of the best players in baseball. I mean, I I just him. I mean, Machado could. Do it again. You don't. You don't know. I mean, maybe maybe even Julio Rodriguez. I mean, he's young, great yeah. player. So I mean, I again, the T- Dominican Republic has yeah. so many guys. <laughs> if they get a couple steps
2: up, they're gonna be unstoppable. I think for DR, for me, I think it's gonna be Devers, Um just because his. I I me personally, I think his swing for a lefty is like just really nice to watch. It's kind of satisfying in my <laughs> opinion. Yep. Um, just because he like extends like all the way for it and uses all his uh his his entire hips for it and uh he just has a really nice swing i think he um can get that dr team going hitting wise and he and um they did say that he would probably be dh anyway since he's not the best fielder so um but who do you think Kara is tearing up in the world baseball classic just or way too early way way (laughs) world (laughs) baseball classic uh
0: I think somebody else is Laddie. I think if he can get going and his bat is mm. insane, so if he can get going and hit all these home, it's just un- he's unstoppable. I think his fielding also has improved a lot too compared to where he first started. But if he gets, if he can just tear you apart, hitting wise, he just has so much power. I would, I would look to, for him and for Team USA. I, I think you have to see if if Trout's healthy. He's about he. You can't stop Trout. He's yeah. the best player in the game. So. I think I would love to see Trout healthy again, and I think that would just be so much fun. I mean, also pitching is going to be exciting too. What oh, yeah. team? What teams can someday on Team USA? Who's going to start out for them and lead the way? So I think hitting-wise it's really exciting, but also the, the arms are going to be a huge difference. Who has the edge hitting-wise? Is it USA or DR? Probably DR, but who has the edge pitching-wise? Yeah, It kind of depends on the day, I think. Cause I, maybe USA's pitching might be, a lo- I would say, a little bit more deeper, but that just could be on any given day. I'm not sure.
2: Riley who do you think
1: I don't have anybody in specific in mind, but I think the younger players are definitely gonna show out when you think about the Postseason yeah, it true. was mostly like the younger players who were like doing the most. I mean Jeremy Pena was World Series MVP and a lot of people probably weren't expecting that yeah. especially being like young as young as he is and everything so I think The younger players are gonna be the ones to watch I think The veterans will be very good, just as good. Like you said, Mike Trout, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be one to watch. But I think people are definitely going to have to look out for the younger players.
2: Yeah, I think what's kind of, I guess, a little weird is that there are are people in the MLB right now who could be on this Dominican Republic team that are playing in the Dominican Republic Winter League that is currently happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, Alfaro apparently is tearing it up Mm -hmm. in the Winter League, (laughs) and he's the last guy I think of to tear it up in a Dominican (laughs) Republic Winter League um but also acuna is doing uh is just putting on a show out there too but the fact that acuna isn't on any of these teams or especially the dominican republic team i mean oh wait isn't he is he venezuelan or am i oh let's
0: see because i
2: because i feel like he should be if he's dominican republic i mean is he, if he's from there venezuela, like, yeah okay he's from venezuela so he's probably on the venezuelan team but um but i th- i first thought that he was dominican republic from the dominican republic but I mean, do you think he can push Venezuela to push it up a little bit in, like, the, the pools for World Baseball Classic, like, by himself? I mean, he's usually he has, with the Braves, like, stars around him. But, I mean, Gary, do you think that he could tear it up by himself with Venezuela or no?
0: I don't know. I think it's going to take one more guy, two more guys to just carry the team because I'm looking on articles right now and it says that Twitter was upset that he's not allowed to play. In the World Baseball Classic, I'm not sure how you know. Truth, that's weird. Yeah, so I don't know if he's just refusing to play, or he just has a contract deal where he can't play. He doesn't want to get hurt because I know that's obviously a little bit of a factor for some guys. Probably more pitching pitching wise, you don't want to get hurt before the season starts. And so I think that, I think it would be very exciting to see him play. But again, one guy, I don't know if he's going to make a huge huge difference. But if you playing winter ball, like you said, that's just kind of step one. For his country as well, maybe get more prospects coming into will MLB as well.
2: Yeah. So last pretty much thing um, that I want to that I have on the itinerary for to talk <laughs> about is uh, on Brandon Belt today said um, on TSN Overtime, which is the Toronto Sports Network for uh, for Canada. He said that um, we, meaning the Toronto Blue Jays, since he just signed with them, uh, should be World Series favorites this year. Um, I mean Blue Jays, they made some really good signings, but knowing how they've played in the playoffs in the past, I mean, I don't know if they can make it that far. I mean, I don't I mean, who knows? I mean, baseball can you they can have a loaded team and then crumble. I mean, like that's like that's what the Mets did this year. <laughs> and so, I mean, do we see the Blue Jays as our World Series quote unquote favorite or no? I mean, he's getting a lot of uh, tear on Twitter, anyways, just for how he plays. Uh, Aubrey Huff kind of went off on Twitter and said, uh, "Anyone, uh, this is quote on Twitter. Anyone have a daughter that could play first base and hit uh, a two-three, two-one-three batting average for the season with eight home runs, twenty-four RBIs, and a point-three WAR? Uh, she could make nine point three million dollars playing for the Blue Jays. So, <laughs> wow. so, so he got a lot of hate on Twitter. Um, so, I mean." Brandon Belt's been off and on. I mean, he had he had very good when the Giants kind of went on their tear in the early 2010s. But but Blue Jays, I mean, they're definitely a very good team, but do we see them going to the World Series at all this year or making a push, like a bigger push than they did this year? or What, what, do, what do you think, Justin?
3: I would say no. Uh, they did win 92 games last year, but they they lost in the wild card. So I think they have a good lineup. Of course, Springer, Bichette, Flatty. I mean, Brandon Bell is not going to agree you too much, even though yeah. he did get that con, like little contract. But I think they're a top. They could be a top five team in the AL. I don't think they're going to be number one. I think Astros are the team to be in the AL. And if they can't be them, then they're not making the World Series playing up. So, do I think they can get there in general? No. So that kind of cancels it out.
1: I think maybe they could make it to the postseason. But they did get swept by the Mariners in the wild card, so...
2: Especially, yeah, especially if <laughs> 8-1 at one point. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Um, I think they can get to the wild card, maybe. I'd be surprised if they were actually in the postseason, not as a wild card team. I think if they did make it as a wild card team, they could probably make it to the next round, but I don't see them going much farther than that, honestly.
2: Who do we think comes out of the division of the AL East, like... I mean, Red Sox are getting a lot of, like, small yeah, players Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about,
0: Red Sox, because yeah. they went from, oh, Red Sox stink. They're not going anywhere. Like, at the beginning of last season, we're like, okay, Red Sox are always going to be top. Yankees, Red Sox, were thinking Rays. And then all of a sudden, Red Sox are down at the bottom, and then the Orioles are climbing up. So the Orioles have all these young prospects. Their farm system is really good, and the Red Sox didn't do anything last year. Mm-mm. And then Yankees, you know, I think Yankees and Astros, obviously the teams that go at it every year, but – there are a lot of these young teams. I think the advantage for Toronto is that they're young, and they have, you know, bring Springer and Bochette if he can clean it up, and then you have Vladdy, his hairs. And I think for them, they're young, but they, like you guys said, they got swept. So what's next for them? Is Brandon Bell going to be a difference maker? Probably not. Who else can they kind of work around in that area? And then Tampa Bay always kind of like hangs in there, but then they always kind of just yeah. kind of – get swept or they get pushed off to the side. They're not really a, a team that makes it out. So I think you're looking at right now Yankees and question mark. I think it kind of get because Red Sox, I was just looking at their projected lineup and they get Yoshida and then you have Devers who comes back, which I think yeah. is huge for them. That
2: was huge that for them They, need, they needed him. Yeah. And then
0: you bring Justin Turner in, which I, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he plays in. Yeah. Um, Duvall as well. And then they got um, – Kim from the Padres, so he was mm-hmm. a good shortstop in the postseason. I thought he was, I thought he played really well in the postseason. I actually
2: didn't know that. I thought he was still with the Padres. Yes, so. yes.
0: Yeah, so I just looked at the lineup, so I think Yoshida is going to be really, really exciting. I don't know how he's going to fare with the lineup, but the Red Sox just always kind of <laughs> find a way to be yeah. kind of pesky in, in the AL East. So I think we'll see their question mark because these guys aren't really haven't played together, so we don't know if they're going to click. We don't know what's going to kind of happen with them, but. They're always kind of hanging around. They always kind of find their way and kind of weasel their way in one way or another, I like to say. Not just as a Yankees fan, I say that, but just as like a watching baseball. I think they're going to be exciting, but you never really know. I just think that the Orioles are a team to watch for yeah. exciting-wise. They have such a young team. And Henderson now, that's he's on the watch list. I mean, Rushman, we talked about him almost all the time on the oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we were excited to watch him. <laughs> so I think it's going to be, it's question mark. It's like, it, it's like with the Phillies and the Mets. Yeah. And you have all these teams that you know are going to go at it, but who's going to take down the Astros? I think that's going to be kind of in the AL. I think you, if you beat the Astros, you can probably win the World Series. Exactly.
2: So, I mean, do you think Red Sox are winning the AL East? Mm. I mean, I know you're a Yankees fan, but like. <laughs> uh,
0: I think, well, the Yankees got pitching. They got Rodon, and they needed to get pitching.
2: Yeah.
0: The Yankees need to get another bullpen piece in order to. And then you get Judge back, which is the biggest thing that you could have done. You need oh, yeah. to get Judge back. But I think the Yankees are maybe another bullpen piece i think they got their need they, you know they lost a couple of guys here but they need a strong arm in the bullpen. they need to close their i don't think Chapman's going to come back i don't know i don't even know if he's going to sign up with another team i don't think he i don't know what's he might be done. Uh, yeah he <laughs> might be <laughs> Saul, he actually
1: signed with,
2: let's see. oh there is a sign oh gosh <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah.
1: royals really what? yeah what oh, wow. one year 3.75 million that's insane that's, that's like that's the last team I would have thought. Yeah, it does make any sense.
2: That's also odd for me that it was kind of that low just because of his name that he had. Chapman, like, yeah. Just like I feel like you can argue that he's one of the best relief pitchers and kind of changed the game for relief pitchers to throw hard, As and he was a lefty. So the fact that he got only got 3.75 from the Royals, I think for the Royals that's kind of a win. For, I yeah, mean, for the Royals. I mean, yeah. it's a decent – Bullpen arm to have. I mean, I know he wasn't great last year at the Yankees, but like, I mean, that's kind of a win to get him for that low of an amount. I mean, I don't think the Royals are going to push the playoffs, but no. I mean, but I don't think that, I mean, that's not a bad acquisition to have, but I think that's their only acquisition that they've had. And
0: that's like breaking, breaking news, Riley. That's, I just looked at it like 20 (laughs) minutes ago. Oh my God. Well, you I didn't know this. Yeah. (laughs) Riley bringing in the breaking news. Oh my God. That's insane. Chapman, there you go. Yeah. So the Yankees, again, another missing a piece, but. Oh yeah, it just happened
2: 7 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <playing>. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's kind of insane. But you a lot of teams I think are maybe one piece away. I just think that the Red Sox are kind of always hanging it. I mean, Turner's going to be really exciting to watch not with LA anymore and seeing how he kind of fits with them. It's going to be really exciting. And I, I think just I know a lot of you guys are with the Phillies and how they got a lot oh. done in the offseason. <laughs> I mean, uh, they should be excited with the what what they've done so far in the offseason. Oh. Do you think they're done? I mean, what do you think's left next for them to kind of Close the door.
2: I mean, the, the only thing that I need the Phillies to do is to make sure that uh, Painter and Abel are ready to come up. Mm-hmm. I think that's literally the only thing they have to do, and I think they're set. I think they're ready to compete with Houston after that. I mean, you Like, you got Gregory Soto. You got Kimbrell in the offseason. You got Taiwan Walker in the offseason. I mean, you needed pitching in this offseason. They got three guys to help them out, two in the bullpen, one in the rotation. And I think if you or a, no pun intended, if you're able to put Abel <laughs> in the bullpen and you put Painter in that starting rotation and he can do well, at least somewhat decent, I think they're fine. I mean, and this is literally all they needed. And they 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 got everything that you could ask for as a Phillies fan of what they needed from last year to this year. So they also got some – they also got Trey Turner, which I'm very happy about <laughs> so too. I'm so excited. Yep. But um, – but yeah, so um, hopefully um, I'll, I'm gonna try and go to Opening Day. But I'm gonna try <laughs> to, but because um, I did last year, so I want to try again. But um, but this team's gonna be fun to watch, um, especially when uh, when Harper comes back uh, from his Tommy John and all that. This, all this, like all of like just the bullpen, starting rotation, and the lineup together is just gonna be super fun to watch. And I think the Phillies are gonna be way scarier of a team than they were in June uh last year. So, I think that's that's where I think what the Phillies are going to go. I think they're going to push back to the playoffs, but <laughs> <laughs> I think they might win the East in my opinion. But I mean, um like just looking at like the the Mets lineup, I know it's loaded, but I right. still think they can outbeat the Mets um because you saw them collapse a few times especially in the playoffs against a team like the Padres. I mean, so I mean, yeah. the Padres are a very good team, but we were still able to beat them as well. Like, we showed that when we get hot, we're very, very dangerous. So I think that the Phillies can make, like, some sort of a run in the season just to get their name out there. Like, we are there and um, pushing the playoffs and stuff like that. And Justin, I know you're a Phillies fan. Like yeah. what, what do you think of mean, these acquisitions that they've had?
3: Actually, are is a great, I mean, pitching. And I think we talked on offsides one time where I said the Mets have – Two, they have two big starters, but the rest of the rotation's not better than the Phillies. So I think the Phillies can win that division. I think the Braves will probably be two. I think Mets will be three. I do think all three teams will make the playoffs, just like they did this year. I think the Mets. Obviously, we're talking about Phillies more, but I think the Mets last year we thought we're going to do a little bit better. They didn't, and that kind of was a Scherzer loss too. That that cost them that um that uh, series. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Phillies. I mean, like Cinderella run we had this year, and oh yeah, <laughs> and, and now to add Trey Turner, we had Tyrell Walker. We had like so many eight pieces, and I just sky's the limit for the Phillies. I think. I think we can go back. We could, probably can win. I, I mean, we luckily like we were going to win that the series lot, lot this past year. So, I mean, I, I remember we we're up two one. I was like, oh. It's over. We're gonna win. I <laughs> thought so. I, I'm not gonna
2: lie. I thought the same thing too. So um, then the no hitter kind of crumbled us. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah. I still think they can pull off something. Um, but I want to jump back to your point. You said the Braves were second, but Braves haven't made any moves. I mean, yeah. they kind of they didn't really do anything to improve. I mean, they lost a few guys, but like the Braves aren't like they didn't they they're not improving in any way. I think they're going to be they're probably going to do slightly worse than last year. I don't think they're winning the division like they are last year. I don't see them doing that. I see them being third in the division just okay. because I mean, I think the Mets are just an overall better squad. They'll probably yeah. be second and then the Rays would be third cuz I don't see the Marlins or Nationals pushing yeah. up. <laughs> pushing up in the seedings, but uh-huh. um but yeah, what do you uh, Riley, what do you think of the NL East? I mean, who do you think comes out that part of the East, but um, but yeah,
1: I would hope the Phillies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if they didn't, I, I would hope that Trey Turner becomes what everybody's hoping he becomes. I mean, I think he had a great season with the Dodgers, so I think if he doesn't produce as well as everybody's hoping him to, uh, I think it'll be pretty messy. But I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, I was a little sad to lose Gene Skurra but I do kind of think that Trey Turner will be a better fit. I'm not really worried about him, like, as far as, like, the clubhouse goes because he's played with Harper, he's played with Schwarber, yeah. and he, like, knows a lot of the players already. Um, their wives all have connections, so I'm not too worried about that. But, <laughs> um, like, as you said, I don't think the Braves have done much to get back on top where they were in 2021. Mm. I mean, they they got Sean Murphy, but I didn't really think he was, like, much of a big deal i mean he came from the a's so <laughs> see how yeah. well that season went yeah, yeah. just um, saying that i mean kind of puts a stigma on him <laughs> yeah so. but uh the braves they lost Contreras, which yeah could yeah. kind of be a loss i mean mm-hmm. they kind of they didn't really i guess utilize him as much as i thought they would have during the postseason but i still think it's a loss i mean he was an all-star last season so mm-hmm. but i don't know maybe they're waiting or something maybe they're waiting for like the trade deadline, yeah. Again, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they aren't really the team to beat anymore going into the 2023 season. Like you said, I think they're definitely probably third. I don't expect much from the Nationals or Marlins either, so yeah. <laughs> but I think the Phillies and the Mets are gonna be the team to beat instead of the Braves,
2: yeah. So, so I yeah, because like it's just weird just thinking like the Braves, like. They didn't really, in the playoffs, when I went to both of those games, uh, I went to both NLDS games uh, at home, not in Atlanta, but um, (laughs) um, when they showed their lineup on the scoreboard, their bottom four guys, which included Michael Harris, Contreras, Ozuna, and I can't remember the other one, but um, all four of those guys didn't get a hit in in that series. So their bottom four kind of sold them in a way because they couldn't get that... Their top of the offense going. I mean, their top of the lineup got rolling. I mean, they all got hits and stuff like that, but I mean you have to set up your start the top half of your lineup with your bottom half getting some sort of hit. So, um I don't see them going that far because they didn't really just improve at all. They didn't really they just kinda gave players away, kinda like the Dodgers. I yeah. Mean. So I don't I mean, where do you think the Braves stand? I mean, you think they're third too, Kara? I
0: think they're three yeah, but we know they had the potential. They've been here before, as opposed to the Mets, who really haven't been as the caliber. Of the Phillies have been this last just last season. Braves obviously won a championship. They won a World Series, so they know what it takes to get back there. But you're looking at the Mets. They got Diaz back, the arguably the most exciting closer to watch one of the best closers that we saw last season. Yeah. They got him back. Nimmo's still there. They got Verlander. You got Justin Verlander from the World Series championship team. You took yeah. him off the Astros and he get him on the Mets. And he's out of the AL, which is happy for you know Yankees fans, Red Sox fans. Everybody's happy that he's... But then when you look against he can he can tear apart your team. And he already faced the Phillies in the World Series. Then you get Kodai Senga, which I think he's going to be exciting to watch. They needed yeah. somebody like that. Quintana they get. Adovino comes back. Robertson from the Phillies. He's gonna. He's still got a got, lot of experience. They still got Carrasco. They have him. They got Tommy Pham. I think he's kind of, eh. Yeah. If he if he gets high, <laughs> you know, he's, he's only a good,
2: w- He's a good defender. I mean, he he that did some sort of good stuff for San Diego when he was yeah. over there. But I mean, he's he's all right. <laughs> yeah, and I they don't
0: know how much of it. It's only one year, but still, like they yeah. have a lot of these high profile pieces. Like, to Riley's point, on the. Uh, Trey Turner aspect, can these guys fit in with the Mets and see how they work together? But I think the Mets had a lot of hope because at one point, we did have they did have Carlos Correa in this lineup, and they did have him as a new deal. So you take him out. I think with Correa in, you're like, oh, wow, the Mets can beat anybody. But then, if he stays healthy, this, that, whatever. But now... It's a difference maker, and they get Verlander. To get Verlander, I think is huge in your rotation because he can he can carry you. And I thought it was going to be Verlander retiring or staying with Houston. And I, I don't think I don't I didn't expect him to go to the Mets, but now he's out of the AL and NL, and I think he could just kind of tear it up. It's a, a little scary for Phillies fans and Braves fans, obviously Nationals and, and Miami. <laughs> you're terrified to pay, face Verlander as well, but I think they're a scary team. They won 101 games last year, but they didn't do anything in the postseason. Yeah. So it, you have to win in the postseason to obviously get to the World Series, so it can't just be a regular season team. So I think it's, if they can get hot and they have the pieces, for them it's no excuses at this point.
2: Last thing I want to touch on before we, uh, before we end it for today's episode is <laughs> um, with the addition of the sixth seed in this playoffs, and especially since the Phillies were the sixth seed, made it yeah. all the way to uh, the World Series right. <laughs> and ga- and pushed the Astros to six games, well, I would say one of the best overall teams in all of baseball, the Houston Astros 2022. Do we think that this sixth seed will stay in the MLB for a decent amount of time just because the Phillies made a huge statement that – some teams can make a run no matter what their record is. They, were, they had 87 wins, but the Phillies were still able to get past the division. Uh, the, the, te- the team that won the NL East, the Atlanta Braves, they got past the San Diego Padres in five, and they also um, got, and they pushed the Astros to six. I mean, the fact that the Phillies were able to do that in this amazing run, um, I think was super impressive. But I mean, it's just, it gives more teams a chance, and it just m- gives it more excitement for baseball. So, Justin, do you think that they're going to keep this sixth seed and for a decent amount of time? I mean, the Phillies kind of proved themselves that any team can make any kind of run.
3: I would say it stays in maybe five years, ten years, and they'll see how how many teams get to the end. I mean, unlike the NFL where the seven seed usually gets absolutely picked off easily, yeah. the Phillies proved that wrong, that they're the sixth seed. They beat teams that— Nobody thought they were going to beat. I mean, Phillies snuck into the playoffs with I think a couple games to go, and they beat the Astros to get in, which is right. funny <laughs> enough. And then they were two wins away. I mean, I think they keep it around. I mean, it's it always gives people hope. I mean, I mean every league's been kind of adding another team in because there's always teams that are on the horizon. They're close, and they just lose a couple games, and they're they're out. And that's why I think it's a good good option to keep it.
2: Yeah, for the sixth seed, for on the other side, it was the Rays going up against the Cleveland Guardians, but the Rays' bats couldn't get alive, yeah. but yeah. the Phillies did, and their pitching and bats got alive at the right time, and they just went on this huge hot streak to just push. I mean, Riley, do you think they're keeping the sixth seed for, as Justin said, 10 years time for now?
1: I would hope. I think it'd be the smart decision. It gives more teams the chance, especially, like you said, 87-win team, nobody would thought. They'd even make it past the first round, especially beating the Cardinals. Like, that was a team to beat. And I think it gives teams the mindset that they would want to win because they're thinking, oh, we might have a mediocre season, but we can still make it to the big game. So I think if they're smart, they would keep it. I think the postseason in 2022 worked perfectly. It was, like, a little longer. But, like, I think it was fun to watch. It was definitely – Exciting to see what happened. Like you said, the Mets collapsed. Nobody was expecting that. The Phillies swept the Cardinals. No one was expecting that. (laughs) So I think if they're smart, they would keep it to keep the excitement around. Karen, what do you yeah,
0: think? Yeah, for sure. I think you've got to keep it for five, ten years. Because, again, like you said, Riley, teams want to make the playoffs, but they don't need to win the division to make the playoffs. You don't need to, to win the division to see you're going to move through. You're going to have to say, okay, maybe we're not going to win at the end of the season, especially when teams are maybe injured and they have a couple of guys that are injured for half the season, and they could say, okay, well, once you come back, we can least have a shot at the wild card. We still have a shot at the sixth seed, and, and we can grab into the playoffs in that way, and then we can kind of go from there. But it proves that... You don't have to be the number one team to get in. It's kind of the opposite end for the – everybody kind of knew it was going to be Astros. We're like, okay, Astros, Astros, Astros. Who's going to take them down? And then when the Yankees didn't do anything, you're like, oh, man. They're, the Yankees are cooked and the Astros just beat them. So then you're thinking, okay, they're, you're coming in with a hot team in the Phillies who just beat everybody. So, that again, it could happen again. Who can be the sixth seed this season? And they yeah. could take you down at any given day, and especially when you have those – they series and they go to seven games. That's exciting to watch because you can lose the first game, like we saw, and then come back and win. Or you exactly. get a no hit the next day and kind of kill your momentum. But you can put on a, didn't the Phillies hit, like, how many home runs in that one game they hit, like, I don't even remember. I how think th-
2: they hit f- uh, I think they hit four or five home runs in that World Series game. Right, yeah. like, you can kind of <laughs> prove
0: that, that any team can get hot. So I think it's great for the game of baseball because you're getting more teams into the playoffs. I know some people say you can't let every team go into the playoffs. You can have a mediocre season and not even make it. But... I think more teams are in the playoffs. I think it's going to be exciting for the game. It was really exciting especially on the NL side in the playoffs. It was really exciting. The AL you kind of know who it's going to kind of always going to be there, but you never know what can happen a lot of young guys in the game at baseball, so I think either way uh, it's very exciting, and we've always got a lot to talk about. I'm sure next week when we meet, there's going to be more deals that are signed and more yeah. breaking news that <laughs> happens right on the podcast. We we'll figure it <laughs> yeah. out right here. So, again, it's been so much fun, mm-hmm. Caraguno alongside Jack Miller. Thank you, Riley and Justin, for joining yeah, us. We we'll hope guys. you guys are coming back next week. It's been so much fun, but that'll wrap things up for this episode, the first of the winter semester here on campus at Brown University. But that's all for the 10th inning podcast on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM.